Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Your host, Paul, is the best-selling author of Cut That Grass and Make That Cash and the brand new book, Best Business Practices for Landscapers, now available on Audible. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to today's episode of the Green Industry Podcast, backed by popular demand. Hannah and Felipe are here. They were on the program yesterday, and in part one yesterday, they shared the origin story of how they started their business and developed that over the years to go from those early days where they had a lot of investments to make in equipment and marketing and and getting the thing off the ground. Now, as they go into year four, it's a profit-making machine. They really fine-tune their services, their marketing, and is, are doing really well. So I look forward to hearing uh, more of the story today. And Felipe, I'd like to get into the technicalities of what products you're using and your prices uh, as you really have gotten into fertilization and weed control here. Well, thanks to our show sponsor today, as this episode is brought to you by Jobber. As we start a new year, guys, if you don't have a business management software to organize and manage your business, check out my friends at Jobber. From quoting a project to getting paid, Jobber software brings everything together to make projects easy to manage and customer experiences seamless giving you back time in your day and to help you get paid faster. Now, if you're looking to stay organized here in 2-2, scaling your business, head on over to getjobber.com forward slash Paul or Mr. Producer will put that link in the show notes. And if you guys actually want to try it out for 14 days for free, you can do that as well. So you can navigate it, Check out all the bells and whistles for 14 days for free to see if you like it. And if you do decide to sign up with Jobber, at getjobber.com slash Paul, you'll actually save big 20% off your first six months. That's getjobber.com forward slash Paul. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, what made you uh, make the decision, Felipe, to kind of um, go all in on Furt and Squirt and, and kind of minimize the um, enhancements and mowing and all the other services? Yeah. Um, so when I started, I started, um, we started mowing and it, it just the the time it would take me to mow a yard versus the time it would take me to spray it was very significant to where by myself I would probably bang out eight to ten yards mowing in one day in one day and I would be tired messy you're making like 45 50 bucks a pop yeah most people here in Georgia um we live in metro Atlanta and overall it's a pretty wealthy county and state where we live at um relatively but uh most people for some reason in their mind they they don't want to pay more than fifty dollars per cut i don't know why but it's just i've talked to you know the the lawn bros and the amigos and they yeah. are, <laughs> well and also if you go to uh, i don't know if you ever noticed this hannah if you go to an intersection you'll see an open trailer with a power you know a weed eater blower yeah. pet trimmer and and a lawnmower. I mean, you you basically can't go to an intersection, and and if you look, you'll see one. They're everywhere. They're, they're you know, yeah. The, the, the amigos are strong. <laughs> yeah. 
Is that sorry? Is that like the his, just Hispanic community of lawn workers? <laughs> no, no, is that an actual lot. company? Well, we have some friends in Alabama that are real. The Amigos. Oh, okay. Yeah, Balthazar's. Oh, it's a company. Okay. Yeah, they're okay. real people. But it's it's kind of a, a joke beyond that too. Yeah. So oh, okay. When we call each other lawn bros, whether okay. you're you're purple, orange, white, black, yellow, Hispanic. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. But Felipe, you are you are uh, from Mexico. Correct? I am. Yes. Born, uh, born and raised. Yeah, I was They're born and then Yeah, I was born in Mexico City and moved we moved here when uh I was six. Okay. Yeah, my dad moved here. He uh he got his green card uh in the night late nineteen eighties, I think President Ronald Reagan. He had he hired a lot of immigrant workers mm-hmm. and he brought them here um with with their green card. And then through my dad I was able to obtain citizenship. Cool. So now and your US. dad got in the industry because Chance would just brag on your dad. For, yeah. For Chance was the guy who I started hiring out to to do tree work. Mm-hmm. Um, I realized quickly that I need to hire a professional. Yeah. <laughs> to go to climb up, you know, you start putting spikes on your feet and climbing up. It's you a gotta, dangerous job. A, you got the insurance. You got to pay a lot more. And B, it's just it's not worth risking your life if you don't know what you're doing. No. Yeah. Yeah. My dad, he's definitely a professional arborist. He's incredible. He's, yeah. yeah. Incredible. Never had accidents. He, he's made probably millions of dollars to the companies he works for. He, he even like tailors his diet to his job. Like he doesn't eat dinner every night to just keep light enough to go up. Yeah. He takes it very seriously. He, yeah. He's very, have to be safe. Very uh, disciplined with his spiritual life and physical, but yeah, that's you, why he's you got good. back in shape. Since the last time I've seen you, you've been hitting the gym again or what? I'm trying. I'm trying. But, you know, once you're married, you, first year really hits you. But Yeah, but that's when you're, you're, you're improved since yeah. last he time got, I saw you. He got some pregnancy weight on the first pregnancy, so he's doing better this time. Yeah. You know, the dad empathy weight gain. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so. but yeah, that, so, yeah, I grew up with my dad, um, seeing him do that type of work being a tree climber it's definitely physical and it's dangerous but um he i asked him to teach me but he he just didn't he says it takes a lot of skill and there's a lot of danger to learn mm-hmm. and he says i don't want to even risk you you know going through that danger that now i've mastered but there is that potential risk and he never really taught me um you know, beyond like just standing from the ground. Cause you've come out with the chainsaw and, and helped me out before. Yeah. Yeah. I could, you know, do basic things like groundwork, but as far as climbing it and getting the ropes to, you know, to hold the trees and, you know, bring the limbs down and all these dangerous situations. No, my dad, he can do all that, but, uh, I, I, but I, back, back, back to my original question. Yeah. I was asking you guys about your decision of service offerings. Mm-hmm. Cause when you started, you were doing it all. And now you guys are really laser focused on furt and squirt. So mm, yeah. was that a mutual decision or, or what, what came about? Let's, let's get niche down. Well, I think more or less you were getting worn out by doing too much. And, and then I also was like noticing that we could be doing a lot better financially if we just focused on fertilization and we'd be doing better as a family if he wasn't coming home like super exhausted every single day because he was just pushing himself way too hard. And so I encouraged you probably for almost like six months to just stop doing lawn care or the mowing. Because like you said, if you do seven yards in a day solo, it's hot in Atlanta. That's why I call it hot Atlanta. So 
you you get sweating and dirty by 11 a.m. You feel like, man, I got I got to go get a shower. You get seven yards done at 50 bucks a pop, which is overachieving. Yeah, that's only 350 dollar revenue. Yeah, for the day, mm-hmm. and you got your truck payment. You got your all your expenses. You got. You know, you need a mani pedi or whatever. I mean, whatever <laughs> you guys got, it's like three hundred fifty dollars a day. Um, when you compare, you can just go in and out and spray. You you could how much are you gross in a day on a good day doing fur and squirt. Um, you can get more than more than seven or eight clients in. Yeah, you get close to thirty on a good day if you really hustle. Yeah, if, if I do thirty, you know, most of them are around the forty fifty dollar price range. You say you do thirty, you could definitely do a thousand dollars a day. Thirty at fifty. Like this Monday, I, I, I did like what you said. Yeah, like, you did like almost a thousand dollars in one day. Yeah, in so, a day. Yeah, this Monday. Say. But when you come home from work, what's the difference from mowing, weed eating, trimming, blowing? Oh the yeah, fatigue compared to just. Oh yeah, I get done doing a, doing this thing all day. <laughs> yeah, but do thirty yards, make a thousand dollars a day by myself, and he likes doing. I'm not tired. He comes home and he's like, "Man, I missed using my sprayer. I've been using the spreader sprayer for a month." And yeah. I mean, he just likes it, so that you makes you like the wand better. You're doing this move, <laughs> or you or or you got to stand one of those stand on ones now. I have a, a X Marks Lean to Steer spreader sprayer, mm. so that I bought that to spot treat. Um, and for specialty apps like fungicides, uh, insecticides, mm-hmm. and and then also it does the lime and the granular applications. So I would highly recommend anybody in the business to, if they can get their hands on one, it would definitely take your business to the next level. You just stand on that machine. You just stand on it and it does everything. Nice. You can't get it on every property, but I want to say about 90% of the properties you can Okay. Yeah. Now I know Felipe, we have a lot of people listening. I was just telling you guys off air, our audience is in Australia where it's summertime now, New Zealand, you guys up in Canada and, and then Ohio, Pennsylvania, um, New Jersey, New York, Minnesota, Wisconsin. You, it's all different turfs than we have down here. We're familiar with Zoysia and Bermuda. It's pretty much all that we see. And some fescue too. A little bit, but it's yeah. mainly Bermuda's the king. And, and Zoysia is getting really popular as well. Um, so what would you say to somebody who's hearing and they're like, yeah, you know, I, I do eight, eight yards a day. I'm worn out. You know, I'm, I'm coming home depleted and tired and they're hearing you're making, you know, a thousand dollar days and, and your body's not as no. damaging. Yeah. And you talked yesterday's show that you got your license and took the test and passed it your last attempt and all that. Walk, walk uh, someone through who doesn't know, what um, material to spray at what time of the year and all of that. Give us a little education of, of, of what you need to learn with your pre-emergence, your post-emergence, your fertilizer, all this stuff. Get, get, pretend someone knows nothing about this and they're thinking, man, maybe I should consider doing this. What, what, do you, what are some of those basics to, to understand how to do eight apps a year in warm season turf? Again, it might be different if you got cool season turf, but yeah. Give us the lay of the land for warm season turf for, for someone who knows nothing about fertilizer and weed control. But it's like, man, I instead of making three fifty a day, I can make seven fifty a day yeah. and be stronger, you know, <laughs> energy wise, come home with more energy to play with my kids and, and stuff. And the thing is it's also year round. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the biggest thing. Year round, because with mowing, um it's unfortunately some people towards the end of the year, you know, they they don't prioritize it unless you have them on a service agreements or contracts, mm-hmm. which is hard to get nowadays from, you know, when we were out, I think, um, 
Yeah, that's the that's probably the biggest advantage. Yeah, but tell us the secret. So tell tell us educate someone who's like, man, I I want to I want to con- at least get the get the foundation to consider maybe I should be doing this instead of mowing all day. Um, yeah, like you want just like the timeline of what yeah what app one app two app, app three one. what what are you using where do you buy it what are you spreading it with tell us all the, yeah, yeah let's get nerdy so <laughs> the the first application um typically here in in georgia most uh lawn care companies need to put out their prodiamine is the product but it's a pre-emergent for that prevents uh crabgrass in the warm season turf and basically you want to get that out before the soil temperature gets over like 55 degrees around that around that range and um to not have crabgrass because once you have crabgrass oh man it's gonna it spreads like fire it looks horrible but you want to basically the way i put it out is in liquid form okay um it's significantly cheaper than granular Mm -hmm. so, so you just mix it and um i have a 300 gallon uh skid sprayer and basically i yeah, I just mix it up um, with water, and then you get the 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 liquid prodiamine, and you you just make sure you um you have a hose at home before you go to work, or, or you just do it at home. Yeah, yeah, you could do it. You can honestly do it from home. You know, it takes about it, it depends on the amount of pressure of the hose mm-hmm. that you're using, but um, I think uh, probably takes about fifteen minutes to fill. The 300 gallons? Yeah, 15, 20 minutes. Not like that And long. then you put the prodiamine in afterwards? Yeah. Do you have like a big sh- mixture? Yeah, or? it's got a uh, agitator oh, okay. built in the skid sprayer that I use. Where'd you buy your sprayer from? Graham? I bought it from, no, I bought it from Site One. Okay. I bought, they had a, um, a GNC skid sprayer. Mm-hmm. The, in my opinion, those are the best ones for just like, you know, if you have a pickup truck and you just want to throw something in, mm-hmm. that's, you know, it's got everything on it, the engine, the pump and the reel. Mm-hmm. Um, but so yeah, that's app one, app one, or diamine app that's two. going to be preventing crabgrass mainly and, and some other weeds. And that's January, February, you're putting that out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then what's app two. So, yeah. And I put a lower rate round one. So basically the legal rate in Georgia is you don't want to put more than 48 ounces of pro diamine per thousand square feet. So basically okay. you want to keep, make sure you, you and where'd you learn all this information? Uh, YouTube, reading the labels, talking to, you know, having friends. I have, you know, multiple friends um, that do this type of work. Okay. App two. Yeah, app two, you want to make sure you do the same thing, put pro diamond down to prevent it not only prevents crabgrass, but it also prevents a lot of the like the hen bit and a lot of the little weeds that just creep like it. Are we in the March now? March, April? Or? Yeah, this is the March time. So basically round one, you would want to put that down between January to say Valentine's Day. That's okay. round one. Round two is from Valentine's Day all the way to the last week of March. Okay. For us. Yeah. Now we're in the spring rush. We're in round three. That's, yeah. that's going to be round three. Yeah. That's when you want to make sure you, you, you put down the fertilizer. Okay. And, um, what, what do you use for your springtime for round three? Yeah. For round three, I've tried different fertilizers. I've tried urea, which that's basically, uh, 
it's a form of liquid fertilizer. I've tried uh, fertilizer with micronutrients, and I've tried the granular. And my from my vantage point of view, I think I like the one with the micronutrients because I think it's just you want to you don't want to just throw a bunch of uh, nitrogen. Mm-hmm. because it'll just push the grass to grow really fast. And then you want something that can consistently feed it and give it nutrients, get maybe like a root enhancement, something that can help the root system kind of spread and get stronger. And um, basically I put that and then you put some iron. If you put, and basically with liquid, the the advantage is that you can put all three of them in one ta- one mm-hmm. mix. And you could also put, you know, your weed control. And iron's going to make it green. Well, nitrogen's going to make it grow, which could make it green, but iron just like, that stuff does wonders. Yeah, it just make, greens it up. So yeah, basically, yeah, you green it up and you know, you you strengthen the root system, you put the nitrogen to get the grass to grow and then the iron makes it just the dark green color. So if you get all three of those, you'll have a good looking yard in the spring. And Then yeah. when, when do you go into round four? What, what Immediately after that, you rinse and repeat, or do you do, you do something different for round four? Round four, um, I'm doing something different. Last year, I did uh, the same thing. I put a, a product called MicroPack, mm-hmm. and I get it from my supplier here. Who's so- your supplier? It's a company called Triangle Chemical. Okay. They're in Swanee. Okay. And they uh, they have their own customization of their product that they do, just okay. like Helena and Site One. They have their own fertilizers. Yeah, but that's uh, that's where I get my stuff okay. from. And um, basically, yeah, they I would I would put some micronutrients and then nitrogen and iron for round four, and you can cut cut back on your weed control. Because the temperature will get hotter and the hotter the temperature gets, you have to minimize the amount of, most people put three way or, mm-hmm. and you have to min- lower the content of uh, weed control that you're putting out because you can burn yards and, you know, it's just, yeah. there's more risk. Now, Hannah, how are you financially floating all this? Because it sounds like if you go to buy pro diamine or whatever you're buying, you got to buy it in bulk. Do they give you payment terms? You have to pay for it all up front. How, how do you cash flow buying such large quantity of material Th- those bills seem like they got to be astronomical when you're talking about servicing hundreds of people they are but i don't i don't know that we really have it organized i think we just there are times that he just buys it as he goes and then there's been times that he's like bought it in bulk like i think i think you bought like six months ahead of time once and they gave you a discount yeah for that where do so. you store it at our garage at we home. have a garage <laughs> and we have a storage unit that we rent and basically yeah but you can really do it all from home i don't think we would ever need the storage unit because we bought that more for the mowing side and oh then, i got you and the aerator too if you want to do aerator. Yeah, i remember just, the old aerator you went to gie and right got the aerator right after yeah. gie if i remember that correctly we have we offer air core aeration as well and we do that in um may may yeah and in this in the fall so Typically here you want to aerate once the grass is already green and it's actively growing. That way it can repair quicker. Because if you aerate before that, <laughs> you're just going to have a bunch of holes and dormant grass yeah. and it's not going to benefit the yard as much. And it can get really cold here sometimes. We'll have a surprise cold morning in the spring. All that cold air getting into the root system can't be too good. So mm-hmm. I, I say, because customers will push it 
And they'll be like, hey, query, going to query. It's like March 15th. It's like, hey, settle down, Bob. And then, you know, it's like, it's best to do it in May and June. Yeah. Based, I've talked sure. to other guys and Russell, I talked to him too. He says he does it after May because same reasons. Yeah. Russell Skipper is a smart fella. Yeah. Hey, we got we to gotta take a commercial break and uh, pay the bills around here with our <laughs> commercials. So uh, quick break, right back. Do you come home ready to relax after a hard day's work and find that your bookkeeping demands your time? Truth be told, you can't give it your full energy or focus. It just sits there most nights untouched, continually haunting you. It's costing you good decision-making and your peace of mind. Gulf Coast Bookkeeping provides a bookkeeping solution to landscapers that is guaranteed to give you back your time and your peace of mind. You can begin this partnership with us today by going to gulfcoastbk.com and scheduling a 15-minute call. Don't trick yourself into thinking you can handle it all. It won't be long before you're saying no. No to new clients or skipping dinner with your family and friends, all because your bookkeeping needs are unfinished. Let us take care of your green so you can take care of theirs. Schedule a 15-minute call today at gulfcoastbk.com. The hardscapeacademy.com is the place to get the skills and training you and your crew need to excel as a professional hardscaper. You'll learn all the techniques and best practices to properly install pavers and retaining walls. You'll have access to online video training courses, in-person apprenticeships, comprehensive guides, and customizable business forms. Plus, there are two free courses which cover everything slab. If you're serious about mastering your skills, abilities, efficiency, and bottom line, the hardscapeacademy.com is for you, and that link is in today's show notes. You can count on Jobber to keep your business organized. Manage your business and back and forth with customers from one place. Estimate, quote, schedule, invoice, get paid, no software experience required. Friends, you can save 20% off your first six months at getjobber.com forward slash Paul or click on the link in today's show notes to try out the business management software that I've been using for years, Jobber. All righty, we are back here with Hannah and Felipe. Real quickly, you walked us through app one, two, three, four, and now we're into app five, which I kind of lost track. Are we in the middle of the summer now? Yeah, mid-summer. Round five. So typically we get after the pre-emergence, I put three applications of uh, fertilizer and in mm-hmm. round five, I typically want to put a slow release fertilizer with mm-hmm. iron. That mm-hmm. way it can kind of break down over the year until like December, November. That's usually when the yards go dormant here in Georgia. So, um, and I usually like to do a granular okay. form for round five because okay. it's just the granular has more of a, just a longer residual in the mm-hmm. gra- in the ground and but then from there um yeah the spectacle round six is the expensive one yeah six and seven split that, is that the, the most um the highest priced product you're buying throughout the year spectacle it's pretty expensive or yeah i think it is we spend a good amount of money <laughs> we bought about so Basically, spectacle. You they sell a gallon of spectacle. I think the agency price is about eighteen hundred bucks. Yeah, wow. For one gallon, we used three, four gallons. 
But if you buy them, like the more gallons you buy at once, you get a little discount. So one gallon, how much of that mixes into your 300-gallon tank? Yeah, so per acre, um, so, you know, every person does different. But but um, for us, we do about seven seven ounces of spectacle. Like we split it to three and a half and three and a half. Oh, I got around seven and eight. That way, like, um, say, you know, you put it out and it rains really heavy for like a week. Right. You'll at least come back and do the same thing and you'll make sure that, you know, it stays in the ground. Yeah. I like that split app. Yeah. And the way with spectacle is like, if you talk to, I think Bayern is the, the, they're the company that manufactures the spectacle, Mm -hmm. but on their label, they say for every ounce of spectacle that you put out, it lasts one month. So say you put seven ounces, mm-hmm. that should last you seven months of coverage. Gotcha. So if you put it in September, you know, September, October, November, mm-hmm. December, January, February, you should have coverage till March. Fantastic. Yeah. And then round eight, we already know. Lime, baby. Round eight. <laughs> <laughs> round eight, let's just say, yeah, that's, that's, a, money that's a money maker round. There you go. Profit time. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Throw a little lime. Hey, we, we're honest around here. Yeah. You can't get past me, Russell Skipper. What are you doing? <laughs> lime, Paul, you need lime. All right. I need lime, right? Uh, Hannah, our audience is 91% men listening to you right now, uh, driving around in their trucks. Uh, what would you say as a wife, as a, as a mother, as a business owner, oh, talk to these men of, of, of what to consider so that their marriage or future marriage will be strong as they run their business. What, 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 are, what are we missing as men as we're out there putting down all this fur and squirt or cutting grass? Like, what should we be more mindful to, to win these marriages and things of that nature? I don't know. I mean, that's a really hard question. I think the thing that has come up for us over and over since becoming a mom is that like, um, like I am really, really blessed that we have this business so that I could quit my job and I I do work from home, but I'm pretty much a stay at home mom most of the time. Um, but it can get a little overwhelming. Like if you have a wife that's at home and she's doing the admin side of the business and taking care of the whole house and taking care of the baby the majority of the time, and then all the laundry and like things like that. Mm -hmm. I think that's a conversation that we've had to have because it can be easy. I think maybe for men to kind of think like, Oh, I'm winning the bread. So you take care of everything else. But then why is the house not clean? (laughs) (laughs) But then Dr. Frank told me never say that. Never come home and say, why is the house not clean? Where's dinner? I don't think I've ever said that. No, he doesn't say that, but I think it it can be easy for him to think because maybe he's doing 90% of the business Mm -hmm. that like that 10% that I do, the admin work, all of the scheduling, all of the billing, that phone calls that I do, that that doesn't take time from my schedule and like, and then just balancing a, a toddler with that. And then all of the other things, like it can just be a lot. And so sometimes it just, the house doesn't get all the way clean or I'm not able to get everything done in a day. And so I think for men, maybe just having grace with your wife and realizing that like we need support too. Like we are doing a lot of things to support mm-hmm. you along the way. And that sometimes it's nice to have that support back, which he does. He helped me clean the house today. So good job, Felipe. And <laughs> yeah. then what are you doing to maintain your marriage? Like your Felipe and Hannah, you know, cause you got the laundry, the, the, the children, you know, the, all this stuff. But what about your relationship? How, how do you keep that maintenance and, and thriving? 
Um, I mean, we've had to implement some things like we've had over the last few months, we've kind of come up with ideas for things that like we've learned that unity is the number one thing. Like if we can just be in unity and like, we don't always have to agree on the same decisions, but if we can just come together in unity and, and come to something that we can both agree upon and like move forward and that helps. And so we've actually just implemented three prayer walks a week, which oh, have nice. been amazing for us because I think we just like hold you everyone does this, but we just hold so much anxiety in Mm -hmm. throughout life and like, don't really talk to God about it, but it's been powerful for us to actually go outside and walk and and talk out loud to God and like pray together. And then I'll say like, I'm feeling anxious about this doctor appointment coming up or he's feeling anxious about whatever. And we'll pray for each other in that too. So you'll walk and pray. Yeah. Your neighbors are just looking out thinking you're talking (laughs) to each other. Or thinking we're crazy or something. (laughs) But it's helped me because I, I, that was one thing that I was like, I need your support more with my pregnancy because I'm, I'm supposed to be getting active and I'm struggling with that because I don't have like someone to do it with me. And so he, that's, that was one of the things that we came in unity about like, okay, we both need to be praying together. I need your support with like just getting out and moving more. And so that, that was like one thing that we came up with. And that's then, a really good idea. Yeah. And then we Notes. read together. We try to read together and things like that at least once a week. Yeah. Um, the date night once a week helps too. Just what to, nights that, how do you manage that with the babysitter and stuff? Um, typically not very well. Yeah. We, <laughs> well, not very well also because I have, I've got like a condition from COVID that oh. like, um, you know, people have, are having smell issues. My smell is completely distorted. And so I can't eat like 90% of normal foods. And so really? date night is like really challenging for us. So we just have to like cook at home yeah. most of the time. That's like a hard one for us, but, but we do, we set aside a reading night a week where we kind of like read some marriage material or things like where we're trying to grow. Sorry, you can talk too. <laughs> no, yeah, that's basically it. I think just, you know, having things to do to, you know, to enhance your marriage. Because we've, from, from us, we noticed that when we were struggling the most in our business was when our marriage was doing the worst. Mm. Because it is just, you know, you feel depleted, you know, you, you feel a little bit of anxiety. You can't focus right. But when we're in one accord, I just feel like... um everything just flows so well in our, in our life, in our marriage. And that's what we strive for. And, and I think, you know, the enemy, he's definitely after marriages and, and we're both aware of that because we've seen it in our marriage and other marriages as well. And um, yeah. And I just think our vision for the next year is just work on our marriage. I think that's going to pre- prepare us even more for the next spring rush, just to be, you know, in one accord, having the Lord be the center of our marriage. And, um, and yeah, and preferring the other person above ourselves. I think that's, it's harder, you know, to do than to say it, but what I, does that look like? We're running tight on time. So yeah. summarize that quick, preferring one another. What, what, give me an example. What does that mean? Well, since we're talking about the business, I mean, there's times that like, you know, Felipe, like we'll come home in the evening and I'll be like tired. And well, I'm saying how I prefer you, but I should probably say how you prefer me. <laughs> but, um, but there'll be times that I'm just really tired. And then he has a lot of invoices that he wants to do at like 10 PM at night. And, and it used to be that I would be like, I have a strong boundary. Like I'm not helping this late at night, but I think just like little compromises like that, like, okay, he's, this is something that's stressing him out. If we don't knock this out, like the whole evening might go awry, you know? Okay. So like yeah. just little compromises like that, I guess. What do you, what do you do for Hannah? <laughs> to prefer uh, her. Yeah. What do you do? <laughs> I think just really just check up on her and just really don't neglect her heart. 
I feel like that's a lot of guys do that. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, we just get carried away with with uh with our problems and you know, we want to watch the game and we want to relax, you know, some guys get home from work and they just want to grab a beer or sit on the couch and watch TV, you know. That's sadly that's <laughs> but oh but and then you know your wife she's she's had a a day with kids and you know and she just needs someone to talk to process you know the day with and if we don't offer ourselves up for that then i think you know that's a way we're not actively loving our wife well change diapers there change you go diapers you <laughs> that's know. a big one <laughs> yeah the stuff like that taking out the trash uh helping with the dishes, you know, there's stuff that obviously we're, we're stronger in some areas, but, um, always, you know, checking up on, on her. What's been the biggest mistake you've made in building your business and what'd you learn from that? The biggest Um, mistake? I think for us, it would have to be just, I, I kept the, from my perspective, I kept the mowing route longer than I should Mm -hmm. because I, I've noticed I was getting calls and and not getting to them on time and um because i was i just had like an emotional attachment to my customers the mowing side of things and eventually i sold my skag mower i told you know i just gave all of my customers and that was the best decision that for our business because um it was just hard being solo to manage both things how did you communicate to your mowing customers that you're not servicing their property anymore <laughs> some of them didn't get much communication at all i think because you yeah. were overwhelmed i mean yeah <laughs> surprise <laughs> no no no. I, I got everybody i ended up just telling them hey we're branching out of this this side of the lawn care but i always gave them you know a referral like a friend that i knew that did a good job and and mm-hmm. you know i didn't just leave them hanging but but yeah, that was basically what I did. And then as soon as I focused on the fertilizer, I noticed that um, for us, you know, our income went significantly up. And we're now we're in a place where she doesn't have to get a full-time job and our income is is pretty, like, we're pretty... We're pretty much out of debt. We were able to pay off all of our debt. That was awesome. What do you mean pretty much? What, what, what? Other than just his business truck. Oh, I got you. Which he kind of sees that as a separate, but our personal debt... We, nice. could, we could write a check off and pay it off, but we cho- we're, we're choosing to invest in other things. So we paid off all of our debt and then we've saved up a down payment for a house. So we've been able to do all that with we the business in like that's a year. Fan- that's fantastic. Congratulations, yeah. guys. It's awesome. We paid off over $50,000 in debt. Like just, you know, cause it takes a lot of debt to start a business. That's the thing. Like buying the sprayers, marketing, thousands of dollars on marketing. What did you do for marketing? Um, one, build a website, a professional legit website. Um, we've spent money on direct mailers. Um, real quick. If you guys are looking for a website, pure marketing slash green industry podcast, <laughs> uh, Alex Kirby over in South Carolina started a marketing company. Mm-hmm. They're building websites. He he's built a one point five million dollar business, Trifecta Landscaping. Yeah, I don't know if you ever heard of that company. Yeah. But um, anyway, he mm-hmm. in addition to that, he started a website company, and he's giving Green Industry Podcast listeners a big discount over there. So if you need a website, hit up Alex. Tell him Paul sent you. Yeah. Uh, with the EDDM, 
If you go to the post office and tell them Green Street Podcast sent you, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if they'll do anything for you because I may be nice to you. Yeah. And, <laughs> um, but EDDM, you did direct mailers. Did, did you do that. EDDM or what did yeah, you do? Yeah, direct mailers. We sent out a couple thousand last to year. To a little area. And to an area. And this year we're playing. Lawrenceville, Swanee, Duluth. What, what's your sweet spot? We service from Lawrenceville about 20 miles, like a circle route around it. So basically, and we have close to 400 customers but the majority of our sales came from door hangers us physically putting them oh wow when we started yeah because yeah. we didn't have anything my wife she was did uh, you design the door hanger or no, you bu- you paid had, someone to make it look someone. nice yeah we paid someone to do it i hung most of them though so i feel pretty proud of that when last time i was pregnant and you guys can't see me but i'm pregnant again this time but um i went along with them in the truck and i would hang door hangers or i'd go out with a friend and we would just hit town for like five or six hours a day yeah. And um, he told me if I could get him 200 customers, he'd take me on vacation. So, and I did, I hit the goal. So, so that was almost. your biggest ROI was just yeah. door, door hangers. Yeah. Just out there all day long. And we door hangers and calls. referrals, like people just referring you, um, you know, like I got 20 customers this year, just from one customer. He, really? He ended up being the HOA president. He was beyond pleased with my services because he had. What he had, neighborhood was this? Or this, area? This is in Buford, Lawrence, Georgia. Okay, Buford, yeah. Buford. So it's, it's a, uh, houses are about 400,000. Nice ones over, over there. Over, over $400,000 homes. They're nice homes. Did you know he was the HOA president or used? I did not. No. See, I love when that stuff happens. <laughs> you I don't even know. know. Yeah. And he ended up now, like till this day, he's sending us like, hey, this person needs weed control. And, and I talked to him about you and. This is their, all their information. That's just like, you know. That's what I've noticed is that like the first year or two is us hardcore marketing. And now we've we've come to a point where we've almost said like we can stop marketing altogether. And his little flags on the side of the road will sell. Like our business is selling itself. Like word of mouth, the flags on the side of the road, things like that. Mm-hmm. We could literally not do any marketing next year and probably still get 50 to 100 customers. So you kind of get to a point where it just. Happens. Word of mouth. Yeah, yeah. So starting out, it's good to get the yeah. door yeah. hangers and or direct mail, everything with the foundation of a website. Facebook. We did Facebook ads. We did everything. We tried paying Yelp. I don't recommend that, <laughs> but no. we tried it. There you go. <laughs> no. no Yelp. No Yelp. No. <laughs> but yeah, you know, you learn from marketing, and 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 I think it's it's a beautiful journey that we've enjoyed just seeing. <laughs> our money go down the drain but also <laughs> but but also like you know make us huge profit so uh, it's part of life <laughs> and learning yeah it's on, it's it's on the way the rise now though yeah it's on the rise right now we're yeah we're, where we're at now i mean we've run the numbers it pretty much equals up to to both of us having a full-time job. So that, I mean, that's great. Like if you just work for like two years or so, you can be making plenty to support a family. Yeah, obviously we want to keep growing. We're making it. more than the average in USA income, like just me doing this in three years. Yeah. So that lets you know that like, you know, you know, if somebody really wants to do it, they can do it. Cause it, you know, you just have to have the ambition, trust God, and work hard. Well, and the knowledge. And the knowledge, yeah. Because <laughs> mow, mowing, you don't, you, you could be dumb as a brick and cut grass. <laughs> I mean, really, it's not oh, no. that hard. I mean, <laughs> you, you do your border, you cut, you know, you yeah. have a sharp blade. It's it, it doesn't take, you know, too much knowledge to mow grass, right? Yeah. Yeah. But to put down the right prodiamine in, in January and understanding the turf, the temperature, the, the, the mathematics of, you know, 
you don't want someone to pay 1800 bucks for a ga- gallon of spectacle and dump the whole thing in there. Right. And like yeah. mix it. So yeah, there's what you're doing takes a lot of, I threw in the towel on it. Cause I, I, I mean, I, I, I could pe- pencil whip some of these guys on understanding it all, but I just, you know, um, doves weed, that stuff would get me. I don't know if you know, doves weed. Yeah, the dubs we did. Uh, and I'm, I'm out there spraying. Um, July, that's when it comes yeah. out. What did I spray on that? <laughs> and uh, burnt that so bad. Tribute? No. Maybe. There's Dismiss? Maybe. Yeah. That tri- I'm, I'm missing it. But anyway, destroyed the guy's yard. You know what I mean? Oh, and now man. I'm out there resodding it and just, I was like, forget this. Yeah. Russell, I actually went to Helena. There's a guy named Warren that used to work there. I don't know if he's still there. Yeah, yeah. I bought f- seed from him this year. Yeah, 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 real, real smart guy. Nice guy. And I'm t- going in, telling him all my stories. Like Warren, I got this weed. I'm showing him pictures, and I got this weed, and I got this weed. He's like, I don't think this business is for you, Paul. He's like, <laughs> he gave me, he gave me Russell Skipper's card. He's like, call this guy. Oh man! And uh, I did. I called Russell Skipper, and I was like, Hey, Russell, Warren told me to call you. He uh, told me to quit. <laughs> and, uh, oh my God. Wow. Because the thing was, I only had 30 customers, 35 customers. And so he was explaining to me, he's like, you're losing money, Paul, because I'm buying, I had to buy so much different post-emergence for all the spot spray, all the weeds, mm-hmm. and then all the pre-emergence. It's like, I didn't have no uh, 300 gallon or whatever. You know, I'm out there, my little raggedy uh, <laughs> yeah. spreader from Home Depot, you know? <laughs> At that point, I wouldn't recommend doing it. But yeah, I think... But- yeah, but he's like, you, you, these companies that have hundreds of customers, they're making money. But what you're doing, you're just stressing yourself out. He's like, yeah. just call Russell, let Russell take care of you. And and I quit. And he took over. But what you're doing, going all in on it, and, you you, you know, financially compared to your friends, you know, you guys are rich. You know, you're, 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 uh, you're doing well. Yeah, the Lord's blessed us. And, and we're just excited to see, you know, three years from now where we'll be at. We could scale it or stay like this, but um, but more than anything, we just you know, we we're happy that our it's working out for us. Our marriage is getting stronger. You know. Yeah, we took a risk in the beginning, and it's really worked out. So yeah, yeah. And how has it helped your or hurt your relationship with God running a business and all that mm. pressure and anxiety and responsibility and stress? Did that draw you closer to the Lord or did it d- d- distract you from the Lord or how, how's your walk with God been through all, all running a business? I don't, I don't know that I've ever really thought of my relationship with God and the business in one like <laughs> thought, but I mean, cause the, the weight <laughs> of responsibility is it either breaks you or makes you, it, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's different than having a job, a job. You just clock in and yeah, is low stress. You just do what the boss says and that's it. But running a business, it's like life or death. In springtime. I mean? Yeah. I guess, well, I'm thinking now, cause we're so in the middle of like the midwinter, like lull that I'm like, I have plenty of time now, you know? <laughs> yeah. But I guess, yeah. When you get into that spring rush and then again, we're having a baby in a spring rush. So I think like that, that's something that I definitely want to prepare my heart for, but like, I don't know, how would you say it affects you? You definitely don't have the time to just sit and have like meditative prayer time. But if anyone's a mom that's listening, they know that that's just not even really much of a possibility anymore. Anyways, you start to find that your relationship with God has to be like worked out in daily life. And it's not just this like kumbaya with candles and coffee or whatever. Like it's, it's just like an ongoing thing. So I don't know, I guess the pressure of the business, like there's been times that I've just had to ask 
God to just help me, just give me like divine ideas to get all the stuff done in one day. Yeah. He does. It makes you really cry out to him. And, and whenever things are tough, you just, you lean not on your own strength and understanding, but you cry out knowing that there's a creator that, 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 um, knows you and, and he's infinite and, and knowledge, wisdom and riches. And he has everything you need. So I think that's the biggest thing just that that's, you know, help me just trust in the Lord and crying out to him. Cool. Well, I appreciate your guys' yeah. time. I know that you've, uh, for a while we've been planning this. And then finally this week it was like three days in a row. It was like 80% chance of rain, 80% chance of rain. <laughs> so, uh, you're like, let's do it on a rain day. So I appreciate you guys coming out to yeah, the green industry podcast.com studios here. Ho- hopefully one day we'll have a bigger and better studio, but we're making do with what we got. It's yeah. a nice place. It's nice. I mean, you got to start. At the, I like it. Yeah, I, I know. I got big. I got big plans for the, our next studio. But and I'm surprised you keep it so clean in here for being a single man. You did a great job. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three, cleaning. <laughs> I got cleaning ladies that come oh. twice. A day. They come uh, every two weeks. Okay, they that clean, explains a lot. <laughs> they clean all these baseboards. They clean inside all the lights. They, um, I mean, they do an incredible job cleaning everything so um that's that's yeah that's a little life hack (laughs) makes sense uh, makes sense nice i'll vacuum every now and again but they (laughs) they just come and do their thing and and uh keep it keep it clean who does the laundry do you do the laundry yeah no they don't they offer to do the laundry but um and the and the cooking you do your own cooking and everything yeah that's nice i shop at aldi's and uh great deals there it's good. And then I make my own meals. I'm, awesome. I'm, yeah, I'm very frugal. The <laughs> the cleaning thing is my one like um, splurge, I guess, each mm-hmm. month. Makes sense. That's good. I mean, makes sense. But yeah, they're nice. based out of Lawrenceville. One, two, three cleaning. Very They'll nice. come clean for eighty bucks. Oh well. Or if you have a mansion, I don't know. Maybe it'll be more. But <laughs> yeah, but awesome. Oh. For me, it's eighty bucks. <laughs> I'll take the compliment though. It's a nice clean home. Thank you. Yeah. All righty. Well, you guys, I appreciate you coming out. Thanks for and, having uh, us. We'll keep posted as your business um, rolls on. Yeah. If anybody has questions, just feel free to message me. I, I know I've had like two people that I didn't know message me in the past. And like I said, I, I like to help people out. I think, you know, they're, the saying that I, there's too many, there's more yards than one person can handle. So, right. Uh, you know, I'm, we're here to help. So at Felipe dot Saldana. Yeah. Just tag me in one of your hashtags and they'll find me if they're okay. interested. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's how social media works. That's how it works. You. <laughs> just tag somebody. <laughs> yeah. how, how's the online community? Cause I see you popping up at Equip Expo, EGIE. I didn't even know you're coming this year. And I turned around and I was like, Oh, there you guys are. Yeah. How is the community? What's that experience been like? Online community? Yeah, realizing, oh, we're not the only ones she, doing this. She was talking oh. to Bri- Brian. Uh, Liz Fullerton? Yeah. She said, we saw oh, him yeah, he was a really nice guy. Because I was looking at I was like, stuff. aren't you on a podcast? Didn't you have a baby? <laughs> don't you have a wife? Because I don't really get into all these podcasts, but the one, the, the guy that's married, what's his name? Brian, he's married. And they talk about their baby and their home life and their business. I found that interesting when I heard that one. But um, but yeah, no, we, we're a part of like a an online community that is mostly just service autopilot based because that's what we use. But they talk about a lot of lawn care things there and there's a lot of like questions and answers. So, I mean, I think 
that's really cool just to be able to um, get questions answered. But if there's a bigger online community that I don't know about, there, I'd love to is. know more. They have like a um, pesticide applic- applicators community and a write-on applicators community. Mm. And that's where I, at times, you know, just give my opinion or I read other people's opinions about, you know, business. And everybody's saying the, that fertilizer is going up next year. So we shall see. But yeah. we're definitely, we're having a price increase on all of our customers this year too. So to help with that, because it's affecting everyone. Did you, did you everyone. get my rate increase letter? <laughs> uh No, I did. I did not. You have a letter? You wrote one? Yeah. Well, I had prof- legalese professional people craft a letter communicating that we're raising our prices and why, and uh, I'll show it to you. Yeah. We need that. Cause we haven't actually figured that part out yet. Yeah. Um, and then what happens is it, the way it's crafted, it's so uh, concise and clear that when the customer reads it, they're like, Oh, that's very reasonable. Cause, cause what you don't want to do actually that cleaning company that comes here, mm-hmm. they used to charge me 60 bucks or 65 bucks. And then one day I get this text and it was so long and it was like this sympathy story, like our material cost and all this stuff, blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, and at the very end of it, it's like your new rate is now 80 bucks. <laughs> and, um, I think no, they went from like 60 to 65 to 65 to 80 or whatever. But the way they communicated it to me was so unprofessional. It was just like, they tried to make me feel sorry for them. And they tried to explain every little reasons. Like I get it, you know? So I had my accountant and some legal people help me write a, like a professional letter that just explains to the customer. So when they read it, they're like, Oh, that makes sense. And then you just say, we were charging you $44 per maintenance or application Mm -hmm. this year. It's $48. Mm -hmm. So you tell them what your, their rate is going to, you know, 44 to 48 or 47 to 51 or um, typically between seven and 10% is normal. Because yeah. inflation's three to five percent, so we need to raise our rate by five percent every year anyway, just to stay ahead of inflation. But this last year, things have everything's gone up. Everything, yeah. So seven percent is reasonable. If you go past ten percent, you get a lot of pushback. So I don't know. Yeah, seven percent safe. Ten percent, you're pushing it. You get beyond that, you might you might get people like, what? Why is it so much? But yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm, that's my sweet spot. Seven to 10%. I I feel like most people will stick to you, but the rate increase letter, um, I'll show it to you here when we end the show. It's super, uh, professional. So when they read it, they're like, Oh, that makes sense. You know, that's reasonable. And then if anyone does give you pushback and you just explain, Hey, all of our stuff has gone up at this Mm -hmm. pace. We just, we're just trying to stay in business to, and the word that's in there is quality, quality, quality. We want to provide you quality service. So we need to make sure we have all the right things in order. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, we're definitely about to send our, all of ours to our 400 clients. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll print it out for you here. You can take it with you and, and make your own version or use it as is or whatever. Yeah, yeah I appreciate Thank it. You. It's Thank awesome. You. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. Thanks, guys, for listening. And I'll tag you, Felipe. I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Thanks for great. coming out. Absolutely. Right, thanks thanks for, for having, having us, us, Paul. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, nice to host people and uh, ha- have you guys hang out with us here today. Now, as you're listening and you're thinking, these people are blessed. They get a rate increase letter, print it out, hot off the press in person. 
I want my rate increase letter, Paul. Well, we got you taken care of over there at greenindustrypodcast.com. All those times you helped me out, Felipe, I'm going to hook you up with the rate increase letter, my man. I, I still remember that time when my truck broke down, you came, picked me up, and we went and banged out like, I don't know, eight, nine yards in an afternoon um, back in the day. So, But anyways, on a very serious note, guys, across the board, Every single person hearing the sound of my voice right now, please raise your rates this year. Please. I've been preaching this way before COVID because the inflation on average annually is three to 5%. And so if you listen to any investment, uh, you know, guru or um, somebody who understands investing all across the board, they all understand inflation. They all understand your investments need to out earn inflation. So if you're only making two or 3% a year on your, your, your ROI on your investment money, you're actually losing money because inflation, you know, and, and, and different guys will say different things. I'm not talking about the get rich quick scheme guys, but the guys that are legitimate, you know, some guys say make six, eight, 10, maybe 12% a year on your, on your growth stock mutual funds and things of that nature. Well, they get it as business owners though. Sometimes I feel like we don't get it that, Guys will be cutting grass for pay for 40 bucks. Next year, it's still 40 bucks. Next year, it's still 40 bucks. It's like, wait a minute. Inflation's going up. All this other stuff's going up. Why are our prices not going up? So we're trying to change the game, guys. I've been preaching this for so long. And to make it convenient, simple, and easy for you, uh, the actual rate increase letter that I've personally used, I mean, this is years ago. We created this thing. We fine-tuned it. It's a plug and play letter that you can put insert logo, insert name, insert date, insert obviously your customer's new price into the document. And then all of the the crafting of the words are very simple, concise, professional. And the point is, as the customer reads it, it will make sense to them that this is very reasonable and hopefully they'll be understanding of your new rate. And so we make it easy on you. All you got to do is plug and play into the template and then email that out to your customers at least a month before your season gets started. So it's called the rate increase letter and it's available at greenindustrypodcast.com. Download that, make it your own, put, put your information in there and then have that thing ready, aim, fire, have that thing available and ready. So a little bit before a month before your season starts out, you can email that to your customers and uh, notify them that you are raising your rates this year. All righty. Well, it's about time for me to get some hot tea or water. It's been a, a long day of batch podcasting around here, but I'm very thankful to get to do this, guys. And um, I'm just really excited for this year and just very humbled and honored that you guys listen and we'll continue to crank out the best content we can. And uh, smash that follow. Hope you'll catch us on the next episode. And in the meantime, head on over to greenindustrypodcast.com if you don't already have that rate increase letter and uh, get that downloaded and, and begin working on inputting your information into it so you can have it ready um, when it's time to email that out to your customers. Thanks for listening, guys. Hope to catch you on the next one. This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.